feeling this. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. Why did take off her clothes? I'm feeling this. Show me the way to bed. I'm feeling this. Show me the way to move. I'm feeling this. Fucking is such a blur. I'm feeling this. Short this time, your smile fades in the summer. Place your hand in mine. I'll leave when I wanna. Yes. Where do we go from here? Turn the lights down now. Smile from ear to ear. I'm feeling this. It's not too loud. I'm feeling this. Show me the bedroom floor. I'm feeling this. Show me. together in person recording the Todd Max podcast subtitled Touchdown Boys. Hey Max. Hey Todd. You know, I think this is the listeners have been waiting for this for years. Yes. This is the writing letters, writing emails, demanding that we join forces together. Well, we were certainly planning to record this at least several months ago, but you know, it just the world just kept getting sadder and sadder and worse and worse and mm-hmm. you know, here we are. But I wasn't really paying attention. Has something has, has something been going on for the past year or two? I, um, I don't know. As I said, I've no. been working from home, just company, you know, random change starting in January 2020, and, you know, I'm not, not really aware of what's going on in the world since then. No. So, anyway, here we are. We're in our bunker, hunkering down. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do a fine-up on the Blink-22 2003 album, Untitled. 
Yeah, and this is an album we we both near and dear to both of our hearts. Yes. Uh, um, we've been waiting, looking forward to recording this one for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as as you know, it's you know it, it we didn't get we didn't this this you know being together here recording in person it came it came together kind of spur of the moment and uh you know so there's there, we don't have a lot of notes this time around you're it's and we don't have a lot we didn't do a lot of quote-unquote prep as it were so it's you know it's just gonna get raw unfiltered todd and max <laughs> doing this off the cuff yeah um, for better or worse raw, raw dog in it <laughs> as they say as we are both wont to do is, that's what it, that's what it's called when you're unprepared for your podcast <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so let's get, let's just get into it. What do you tell me about the background to this album? What were you doing in 2003? 2003. We're talking junior year. Well, I was it finally is junior year. I was finally into music, so mm-hmm. I believe I listened to this album right when it came out, and like I liked Blink 22, of course. You know, it was, this was I was a little bit surprised. I don't think I loved this album when it first came out, but you know, in in my own right, or I guess. You know, I was I was getting to be as popular as a person, as a social being that I would ever get in my life, if that makes sense. Which I wouldn't say I was super popular. I'd say you were probably more popular. You know, you're involved in more. That's what that's saying. Like more extra <laughs> extracurricular activities. You know, you had a girlfriend, all this and that. You know, superficial things really, but it really it really matters in terms of coolness. Well, you heard it here, folks. Todd uh, peaked in junior year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, same, yeah. This was fall of junior year for us. So this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was also involved with playing in a band by this point. Uh, um, yeah, that's right. Um, this album, I, I was pretty into it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, I was thought it was cool at the time. And, you know, after Enema. Right. I guess we haven't even recorded uh, Take Cron- Out Your Pants yet, chronologically speaking. Yeah, but uh, just to just to give a little preview of that album, I was less int- less excited about that album than Enema, but this mm-hmm. album really really drew me back in. This album, meaning uh, the Untitled, right. really kind of drew me back into being kind of into a, into Blink and being a Blink fan. You know, I think um, you know, in terms, it's experimental is a lottie da term for anything Blink One Eight Two has done. I feel, but it definitely is. They're exploring new spaces. They're you know, coming apart at the seams as a band in, in a lot of ways and really dealing with their just intense amount of fame and all the, you know, stuff that I think Tom has mainly wanted to experiment with. And uh, as, uh, you know, according to, to Wikipedia, which we're always referring to here as our favorite source, um, all, all band members had become fathers well, very good. By the time this was recorded, so like just a huge change, I think, in terms of, you know, their, the, you know, their their adulthood was probably a little bit stunted by their incredible fame. But you know, they're now coming into a point where they have like real responsibility and real, you know, concerns other than just not having money or uh, not having sure. you know enough enough feminine affection in their life. Let's say. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, you know. Yep, and we did discuss experimental on in talking about the Boxcar album, and this yeah. this album really is the logical conclusion, I guess. It really kind of fleshes out a lot of those yeah. quote unquote quasi experimental impulses of, of Tom's in particular in the band yeah. in general. 
So yeah. interesting to hear. Well, the, the influences from Boxcar Racer are certainly on display. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, I, I like I like that. Um, and I liked Boxcar Racer quite a lot. I think, you know, as an adult looking back, this certain, this album certainly holds up pretty well. Um, I'm looking just... Except, well, well I guess we'll, we'll get to it later. Yeah, sure. Except one thing here is like the time, the music context not great this was like i think a pretty low point i'm looking at the music here we got we got uh bring me back to life by evanescence you want to just throw that up on the karaoke right now and happily sing it um <laughs> I honestly don't even know it <laughs> um come on it's like wake me up inside can't wake up wake um, me up in, save okay. me from nothing okay yeah it's like butt rock basically i don't uh, without yeah don't know what to call it, but art it ain't. You got In the Club by 50 Cent. Okay, uh, yeah. not, not great. Um, Ignition R. Kelly. You know, many of these men have been have great. been proven to be monsters. When I'm Gone by Three Doors Down. Um, Max Fox 20, I believe, were also have been um, in the in the top charts for a long time. Uh-huh. But uh, well, wait, what? I was not into popular music at this Max time. Max they were they were more of a 90s band. What was their two? What were they doing in Their 2003 hit is Unwell. Oh, Unwell. Honestly, don't even. Which I think describes the state of popular music. Yep. And culture time. in general. Things yeah, were, yeah. Things were not good. Although you got Lose Yourself from Eminem, and that I oh. actually would uh, karaoke to a little bit later. Yeah. Um, okay, so Eight Mile. Yeah, 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 it's exactly. Still, still a movie that somewhat haunts me is yeah every any time i mention being from detroit okay. or near detroit that's yeah because <laughs> pretty much the only thing people recognize uh it's very popular in japan surprisingly yeah. and yet most people don't know it's set in uh detroit i mean my wife didn't oh. until i until i i noted that that's to her people uh, people often tell me that their only you know yeah image of detroit is that movie so yeah 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 for, for better or worse <laughs> Well, Lose Yourself is a classic song, a classic and song, we, yeah. we're definitely Eminem positive here on the whole, I think. Um, you know, my, my bro, uh, I like to call him. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so this album would be the last album they would make before their untimely demise. Right. And then later, Reformation. Right, right, right. And I think you can tell that in terms of... <laughs> Well, all the side projects, of course. Travis Barker is kind of getting huge and insane uh, right. at this point. Um, and, yeah, like, uh, they, Boxcar Racer caused a rift which they rift which they said was resolved through, quote, hundreds of conversations between the band members, which doesn't sound too fun, if you ask me. I mean, I know you were in a band in high school, but... Do you guys think you had hundreds of conversations when you're ba- about continuing or not continuing as a band? No, but you gotta find a good balance. Right, you right. Have, I think we feel like we didn't have any conversations. Right. About it. So therefore it was just very, very, very dysfunctional, exactly. I'm sure. You know, um, one thing, yeah. you know, we started this podcast to discuss our relationship and sort of have a sort of a biographical um, you know, aspect of our escapades. But the thing is here, you know, Blake Way 2, they break up in 2003 and they get back together in 2010, 2011. 
very nearly skips the majority of our friendship oh, um, during college and stuff. So, oh, yeah. you know, come from here on out, I'll, I'll be sort of brainstorming or bouncing, bringing up ideas during the app about, during other future apps about, you know, what kind of bands we could, um, we could cover that were more active to the <laughs> points where we were actually friends. Right. Um, but, oh well, best intentions and we, we you know, we, we fucked up guys. What, what, what can I say? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely right. Um, but I mean, what a way to go out as far as an album for a band, you know. This was yeah. quite a, quite a statement, right? Uh, for for the, for the boys. Yeah, and certainly the mm, value of later albums is uh, quite a bit murkier. Many people would say, I think, um, you know. Uh, I don't know if it's a perfect album, but it's certainly one of their more ambitious and one of their most realized. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, what else is there to discuss before we... Without further ado, we get into the, we get into the album itself. <laughs> and, uh, so, here. Oh, 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 you're doing hope it, hope it fits in your, your ear. So we are hooked up. So first track, we just we might have we might have sang it up front. I forget. <laughs> One of our karaoke go-tos. <laughs> Everyone we're with is always happy when we sing it that way. Yep. Feeling this. Feel uh huh. Um, I was reading. I think that this you can kind of hear in the composition of the song that they're kind of all doing different things. You know um, that. And I, I was reading that Mark and Tom like wrote their parts separately and then brought it together and they realized they had both written songs about sex, which is kind of no new, no new, you know, nothing new there in terms of Blink-182, but yeah. um, it, it's, you know, it's a very energetic and punky and good song, I think. Yeah, I would agree. It is really interesting to hear both of them kind of pull in different directions in terms of like the style that they brought, yeah. uh, but then, but then, hearing those styles inter intertwine when they, you know, when they yeah. sing together in the chorus and whatnot, it's it's an interesting. It's just a, like like Tom can just write such catchy yeah. melodies and, and riffs and things. Right. Max, you're gonna have to do a separate recording of the, the backup vocals of oh. Tom later. Okay. And just send those to me, and I'll, I'll overlay them on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the intro because I think that would be hilarious um, but yeah um, it's very hard to sing this in karaoke it's very high pitched like, well the I don't top part is definitely hard yeah and, the top um, part yeah I'm, 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 I'm able I, I got those um, the mark parts me memorized because I've sang them so many times and, um, and uh, yeah but uh, you know it's a it's an interesting song Obviously, the first single and the starting track um, doesn't feel so different. Um, but I was reading that they recorded this over the shape of course of like uh, half a year or more. You know, six, six, seven months recording, and versus you know normally they record for three months their other albums. And then they had this significant, I think, production period. And yeah. that, that really shows through, I think, on almost every track. Yeah, this album is, is the late, great Jerry Finn again. His last work with them, I think. His last work with them, that's right. And, uh, 
Yeah, it sounds great as always, like right off the bat, the drum beat, and when the guitars come in, they're typical Jerry Finn guitar yeah. tone. Uh, it's great. Yeah, and it, as it mentions here in the, in the Wikipedia that they sort of blended in, influences as broad as Led Zeppelin and like Beach Boys, which is yeah, which is true. Like the drum part and the drum breakdown, very mm-hmm. uh, very Bonham esque. Nice. Next song. Anything? Anything? Is there anything else to say about that? <laughs> so um, I remember feeling this was was. Yeah, it seemed very risque, a very risque song uh-huh, uh-huh. for like radio, but yeah. therein lied, lay the appeal. It's just about fucking, and That's right. you know, they've done a lot of beating around the bush with, with blowjobs or <laughs> what have you, mm-hmm. uh, dick lips, uh, <laughs> but you know, now they're finally singing, it's exciting to have sex, which I, I might agree. <laughs> The video for that song, I remember like I didn't. Oh. I remember not like never even seeing it at the time. No, the video for this is bad. It's like yeah. kids in like a juvenile detention center, and they just right. sort of eventually break out. It doesn't really have that much to do with the lyrics or like the energy of the song. I feel like, yeah. um, you know, well they they were evolving certainly as a band and not putting out songs with like silly. Um, Joke titles, uh, though I was reading that they almost titled this uh, "Vasectomy, Vasecta You." Um, they did, but now we're moving on because <laughs> my phone seems to think we should. <laughs> to obvious, another very interesting song. Uh, another, but it's getting right off the top. You're hearing like harsher guitars, off box, uh, a la boxcar racer. Yeah, this this album is, is really Tom's like maybe coming out party. Yeah, right. that, that's what you want to call it. Yeah, like, sure. His, uh, he's a, he's arrived. He's arrived. Yeah, what he wants to do. He's I really think. yeah, exactly. He's taken his yeah. particular artistic vision and really it comes into fruition here. Yeah. I want to get a little closer to the mic. Oops, that max. Test test. Let's get a little close. See, when you're in karaoke, you know, with a, yeah. with a girl, this is what you do. You just, yeah. you just say you want to record a podcast, and, <laughs> yeah, and just, you put a mic on the table, and then you She goes for it right away every time, right. I think. Then you slide closer. Um, yeah. Or, you know, you, you grab the, um, I mean, they don't have it right there here, probably because of some unknown virus, but um, you grab the uh, grab the tambourine, and you oh, slap yeah. her in the face yeah. a little bit. <laughs> So, like, I've heard overall analysis of this album is that they have, um, um, you know, it's about, like, breakups and, like, you know, relationships falling apart and stuff. And I think that definitely echoes in this, this song of, like, kind of being on the outs with a former lover and then, yeah, it's not working and you gotta move on. Yeah, I mean, this song has lots of ener- aggressive energy and. Yeah. It's super repetitious, like any good punk song should be. Yeah. Because the, at the end here, the chorus repeats four times and the song ends. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, fairly catchy. Certainly fits the tone of the album. 
they have yeah, all these different produced wall of sound style stuff with the overlaid vocals, which yeah. you certainly wouldn't hear maybe just a little bit on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, but not not that often. Not not you know, a new all all around a new sound at this point for them. Yeah, and like it's fully like a minor key right. song. Yeah. Right. Next up. But whatever, I give that song. The song is like a C. It's alright. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I Miss You, which, another karaoke-able song. Another, yeah. Another karaoke mega hit. We would uh, we would do it right now, but we're pressed for time. <laughs> we have, we or have, are we? We have 30 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, which means I'm not even sure we get to finish the album without skipping. Uh, yeah. Anyway. No, uh, Miss You is a very good... Another super singable and catchy song. Their second, um, their second single, I believe, the album. Yeah. Yeah, an interesting sounding song for them. This song certainly, you know, produced numerous uh, joke memes about Tom. Yeah. Uh, the way he croons. The way he croons. <laughs> The little, the reference there to uh, Jack and Sally, as if the Nightmare Before Christmas was a quintessential romance story. If you go back and watch right. the story, which I have because I have children and I want them to grow up into twisted individuals such as mine, <laughs> such as myself, they yeah. love it. But it's a very dysfunctional relationship. Jack is constantly mean to Sally and ignoring her, <laughs> and they only get together kind of almost deus ex machina or like out of the blue at the very end yeah um, it's not a good not a good fairy tale romance by any means <laughs> just put it in and stop it yeah. nice um and now if we take a little break from the podcast to hear uh, Todd sing yeah. sing the song for us yeah we can do an extension <laughs> Probably don't have time to do more than one. No. Like okay, no. I can. Well, what else are we gonna record in a karaoke booth? We gotta yeah. make. We gotta make use of the sure. facility. Make sure they don't have any other songs for this album too. Hello there, the angel from my nightmare, the shadow in the background of the morgue, the unsuspecting victim. Darkness in the valley, we can live like Jack and Sally if we want. Where you can always find me. And we'll have Halloween on Christmas, and in the night we'll wish this never ends. We'll wish this never ends. Spiders catching things, eating their insides like 
hear your voice in trees and will you come home and stop this pain tonight? Stop this pain tonight. Don't waste your time on me. You're already the voice inside my head. Oh, is that Tom? It's you. Don't waste your time on me. Shut it down. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's far it's too long a song. 17 seconds of... Yeah. Yeah. And it's a long outro, too. <laughs> Come on. Right. Well, great job. Great job. Yeah, the, the little typo in the subtitles couple, there. Tripping Max up. A couple mistakes Severely. Yeah. Next up, Violence. It's a weird song here, starting with That's like a... That's a weird song, yeah. Starting with like snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Just right. a, little, a little overlay there, if I miss you in the background. Um, yeah, so this like guitar style we discussed on yeah. uh, the Boxcar album. Just one note. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like bending, bending one note. Constantly doing I miss you on the karaoke. It's very funny. So I have to... Gotta turn that off. <laughs> Uh, and it's got the weird, like, kind of whispered vocals up top. Yeah. I mean, like, overall, it's, it's, it's an alright song. Oh, yeah. There was no really bad songs on this album. Wow. Um, it's a little bit self-indulgent at times, I would say. But... Quite, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting they're playing with, like, not the tradition, the typical... Like verse structure of just yeah. like palm muted uh, guitars. Right. Like they are trying to do different things, so I, I can applaud them for that. And that, yeah, this yeah. chorus is, is catchy enough. Only the chorus is sung in this, which is, yeah, an interesting right. Kind of makes it sort of interlude y. Uh, though I believe. Wait, I'm not gonna do it because. Oh, it's in the way it is. Yeah, it is. It's on. It's in karaoke's, but we're not <laughs> doing it. Max! <laughs> this kid. He's, he is he is incorrigible. He's always <laughs> clicking on the this karaoke box. This karaoke box. I don't think we've ever tried to sing this. I think I I think we I have, have actually, but oh. it's just like so hard to sing. Well, let's try it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what else is on this album that they have? Uh, that's it's all. Uh, it's weird that violence is on this. Yeah. Um, Rather than like I'm lost without you, or something that is kind of like, mm -hmm. like this song is, you know, very negative. I'd say it's messaging, um, but you know, it's in the context of the album, and this is definitely just an album album. It works well, so sure, yeah. kudos to them for writing it. Well. <laughs> now next up. And this is interesting. Stockholm Syndrome is has an interlude, basically a, a weird, you know, uh, atmospheric intro. And this is apparently a letter written from Mark's grandfather to his grandmother. Mm -hmm. um, but for some reason, they had it be read by a girl, probably just because it's sexier, it sounds better. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know who, who is speaking it, but um, yeah, it, it certainly 
goes along with the themes of the album, which is like yearning and separation and stuff like that. But so basically, I'm wanting to see a, mm -hmm. no, seeing seeing a lover during a time of war. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, yeah, like, I'm, what I'm do you all about war is bad. Exactly. I'm gonna. My t I don't like this as an interlude to the album. Sure, no, I would skip it 90% of the yeah. time. Um, but I do think Stockholm Syndrome, which you're getting me right into, is a good song. Mm -hmm. And... Um, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, yeah, the great, great riff. Great beat. Just reading that they played the vocals track into a shower to like create the vocals and use like an old-fashioned microphone uh, to sort of get the, the period feel of the song. Interesting. This deserves to be karaoke if you ask me. Yeah, right? This is... Uh, this was this not a single? It should have been, but I don't think so. Is this song, I thought this. People got into this song. Look it up, look it up, Toddy. Has good like stereo panning. 2003. This was I remember. 2003 was like peak GameCube era. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> I was playing a lot of Wind Waker. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Listening good. to this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> really just living. Oh. Living it up. So, so singles off this album were... Feeling This, of course. Uh -huh. They played Down on TV, which is a weird choice. Um, easy Target was passed off. It's a single. Obviously, I miss you. Always was the fourth. Oh, then the third was. Uh, this is really the only time that Mark sings like, like this. this. Yeah, yeah. I think he should should have done more. All of this as the final single, which is weird because because of the different vocalists, doesn't even really sound like a vocal tune. Yeah. Song definitely at the time, like I was turned off by that song. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't know about the singer's bona fides and all this. I like the song now, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, this song—I like the songs that are aggressive on this album, this and Go. But um, I can see why it, it wasn't a single. Sure. And then straight into Down, which is a—you know—it's another banger, I think. Yeah. A down tempo banger. Sausage. No. Max and I are eating very, you know, recording appropriate food, just <laughs> cracking pistachios and <laughs> dried sausage. So I hope you're getting lots Taking of beer. People with mesophenia out there are going to have a great time listening to this. Uh, apologies. Apologies to everyone listening. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Sorry about this. But down, yeah, this is, again, there's such a consistent so sound for the guitars and the lyrics in general, I would say. You know, it's really, really a polished album, and I like with that line when he says, "I'll try to kiss you if you let me." When they, yeah, when they play it live, he says, "I'll try to fuck you if you let me." <laughs> Just 
Yeah, just putting, just putting it more on display, as he should. Taking it yeah. really to the logical conclusion. Yeah. And those whispered, I did this! Yeah, so wonderful. Um, you know, it's a, good, it's a good song, though, definitely. Yeah. Um, the, a, the soft yeah. piano in the background. Sure, yeah. Production master. Yeah, the, the down, like I said, the down tempo yeah. beat is a nice break in the album and yeah. It's a decent song. Like pretty good melodic line. Just overall a yeah. decent track. I mean Yeah, I could see falling for Tom as he plays the song live <laughs> in a you know a, a private live show. Did you hear that for promotion of this? They like raffled off, or they had like a giveaway to have a private Blink One Eight Two show. Oh, I can't imagine how disappointing that was for whoever was involved. Yeah. Um, but you know, I hope someone listened to that. I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks, thanks guys, <laughs> see ya. I might, I might stop being a fan. I guess I guess I've watched some clips of them playing around. This is maybe when they start yeah. just sound getting bad. Sure, like sure. Around this time. Well, I heard the touring after this was delayed because of Tom having another back injury. Oh yeah. And therefore, yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, um, and you know, I don't know. There's a live track from there are live tracks from this era, and they're still just doing like dumb prepubescent onstage banner and yeah just like any live live rendition they've done of like feeling this for example sounds it's always awful yeah. so like it they've i've never seen a good video of them playing yeah. that well we're into so. we're getting into another interlude what do you think of this interlude i mean this is uh this is purely travis yeah who probably contributed this groove I'm pretty sure Kid Koala and the Neptunes were also involved at, at, some, at some level. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there was lots and lots of collaborators, but I'm, it's unclear what all they did due to my admittedly, admittedly limited <laughs> research. Yeah. Uh, which, depending on this, how this episode sounds when we listen back to the recording, we can just redo it. <laughs> uh, and, but it's like, you know, this, there is a lot to know about this album and a lot of details. But I, you know, this album at first, when I was young listening to this well, auto skip, I would never listen to this, but like looking back on it, I think it's this is the first, you know, two minute Blink-182 song that I would call musically interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, other ones yeah. I'd say, you know, they're, they're, they're like, they're, 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 they're quick pop songs that they're, yeah, and you could review those with basically a, a groan or a, a, a grunt of something like, eh, eh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. This one, it's interesting, I think. What I do like about it is it transitions. A little, little shout out to Dan Tano there. On YouTube's most busiest uh, uh, music critic. Uh, transitions into the next song really well, which is a cool thing. Personally, with like the image of like dead or like you know, you know, 
loss, I think, of life. Uh, a tribute to the fallen, indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this, this song could be like a, a TV show theme. Sure, sure. It's good background music, or it's it's, it's atmospheric. Like works. if if they made Mad Men but set it in the nineties, yeah. or maybe early two thousand, that would be the theme song. Sorry, I take it back. This song doesn't transition into the song after it at all. Yeah. There's another one that does. I think I'm thinking of um, this easy target or something. This song is interesting because it's it's like it feels very like shoehorned in, like Mark. Yeah. Like this is clearly a Mark song, and it's just kind of a straightforward pop punk jam. Yeah, and it feels kind of like incongruous with the yeah. rest of the album. The again like, insanely overwritten Wikipedia uh, uh, entry for this album describes this as the only pop punk song on the album. Which I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah, yeah, it's very one note in terms of like there's just very little variety in the notes being played or sung. Though I did used to love this, like, yeah, this is, this is a <laughs> punk song. I have burned the sound of, like, CDs and stuff like that, but... I don't know. It's short but sweet. Yeah, sure. Tom, I guess, he does contribute some, some shouts. Go! Go! That, that, that kind of tie it into the rest of the album. I do like that, upon closer inspection, Go is not being like, let's go, it's about leaving, and, like, it's about... He's clearly discussing his mom being unable to leave their father and stuff like that. Okay. I believe, uh, maybe I'm butchering it, but Marcus said it's a very personal song and it's weird for him to talk about it. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. But it's clearly not the happy meaning of go by any means. Yeah. Uh, happier, yeah, even energetic. It's like a, an irresolute it's... go. Sure, yeah. I don't want to go is what he's saying, not let's go. Right. But yeah, kind of kind of sticks out on the album, and maybe not in the best way. Mm -hmm. And then uh, here we have nice long intro here with the Stenia. Skip skip there. Space, of course. Space chatter. Yeah, yeah. So Tom, of course. Uh, it's, it's, this song, I believe, he has talked about being about an astronaut. Oh man, I uh, realized earlier I screwed up. I mixed up Astenia and all of this, which is uh, as, all of this has the different vocalists. Yeah, I think that's what you said. I don't remember okay. what I thought you. Well, I, I think what I. Oh yeah, never mind. Okay. Yeah. At a point. At a point. Um, yeah. No, Astenia so. is a great song and should have been and could have like. It could have been a single. Yeah. Was it? Maybe I guess it's it was a little bit grading this constant like high note from Tom. Tom. Yeah. But I like it. The, the guitar oh, yeah, sure. I remember I remember learning to play this on guitar back back in the day. That must have been so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's not a, it's it's not so a complicated easy. riff. No. Should I go back? Should I go back? Should I? I do feel yeah, alone and tired. It's more a good it's a good Tom song. It really like, holds up, I think. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a I mean, banger. That is to say, like, it's not a good song, but it's a good Tom song. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As, as, as always with every yeah, like, you like, do your best. My head is made up of memories, most of them useless delusions. Yeah. Is <laughs> very is that's actually maybe his best lyric. Yeah, ever, exactly. Like, yeah. Because every every memory <laughs> we have is just a total delusion where we are the heroes right. of the story. Whereas in fact we are, 
we're at, at best uninvolved, out right. of control, and at worst villains in our right. story, I would argue. <laughs> Good um, point. Maybe the only, like, accurate lyric Tom's ever written. Well, very accurate. Accurate. He's accurate when he's abstract, usually. But yeah. As I've said, I prefer more concrete, personal lyrics. But this is like maybe the first explicit exploration of Tom's interests in space rock, sure, uh, which sure. he which he later started a new band to do, yeah. ex- you know, exclusively. For better so, worse, for better yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, interesting on that note. And like every like most songs in this, it just ends with the chorus repeated ad nauseum, so we can skip it. <laughs> um, next up here, though, yeah, I mean, Asenia's great song. Like I said, very solid album overall. A lot of good runs of songs. The next one as well, always, I think, starts this very is, well. This is a, one of the stronger tracks on the on the album, sure. I think. Wait, th- there was a video for this, right? Was, yes. Yeah, that's This right. is the video I it's want to cool get into. Yeah. Because the video itself is like... The screen is split horizontally into three cross-sections. Right, oh yeah, Where yeah. all of the... And Each all the members are doing the same thing. Yeah. And what they're doing is like walking, like they play their music and they do like a prank. I think they're doing a recording session. And then they meet with their girlfriend, which is all, for all of them, it's the, the Blink-182 girl, yeah. girl. Yeah. It's the girl on the cover of Venom Estate and she's, you know, older and different looking now. Is it? Wait, is it that girl? Is yes. Same? Yes. Um, double check me. But. Fact check. Fact check it. Yeah, just good and catchy what I thought, you know, chorus. So great song, but I thought that music video was problematic and I don't know disappointing because there's a scene where all they've taped, they clearly taped every member of the band making out with the Blink 22 oh, as yeah. part of the story. And yeah. Like, okay, this is a woman you have worked professionally with for uh, half a decade now, and like this is how you kind of use her. I don't know. Okay, no, it's a totally different girl. It's, it's not the. Oh, well, I don't know girl. what I'm looking at. It's. Okay. <laughs> it's it's an Australian pop singer named Sophie Monk. Well, happy <laughs> to be wrong, but I still think that's kind of creepy that they all made out. With yeah, her. that it's is. Like a, yeah. Well, I'm happy it's not a Blink One Two girl. Well, I mean the the idea of the mo- of the videos, they're not like doing it immediately back to back. They're all doing it at different times. We just see it at the same time, so it's yeah. It's less, <laughs> it's less but creepy. it doesn't connect to this this song's emotional core or. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's very good. It's not a good look for the band. That makes sense. What? What other videos are better than than that video? Maybe, <laughs> well, I think that's the problem. It's like it, the like, other videos are so horribly offensive. Well, that's the podcast, guys. Thanks. <laughs> that means ten minutes for those. We got the 10 minute call. We're gonna rush to the rest. Easy target. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> what other video? Okay. What's Mage again? They run around naked. Yeah. I mean, all their videos are so horribly offensive. Yeah. But that's the problem, I think. But I, I, always is, I think, a, a, a highlight of their videos, among their videos. It's, it's creative. I don't know. Cre- creatively. I will, I will revisit it and reconsider, revisit it. but I thought. I don't know what Not great. <laughs> I just thought the, the making out was uh, excessive, and even in like modern day 
like Tom videos, he it's always him having this crazy hot girl with well, him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it is self indulgence. Look at these guys, like they're yeah. all making out with this hot woman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean sure, I mean sure. But of course they had all sorts of access at the time, so what what, what? who am I to judge, I guess? <laughs> Alright. I relent! I was totally <laughs> wrong. It's the only wrong time. Every count. It's the only time I'll admit to being wrong ever. So glad, got it. Glad you got it on tape, guys, for yeah. posterity. Next song is called "Easy Target." We've already been sort of listening to it on our earbuds. You know, it's an interesting song. It seems very personal, directed towards someone named Holly. <laughs> that is a dangerous girl, I guess. Um, but it's a good song. Got a mission on collateral damage. Is um, you know, that's good. They're exploring some more uh, party song territory. Yeah, it's an alright song. Next up is all of this featuring Robert Smith. Smeagol. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> Robert Smith of the Smiths. Is that right? No. The Robert cure. Smith of the Cure, yeah. which I didn't know at the time. I was like, "Who is this? Who is this croony idiot?" Yeah. I'm like, "Two song was, you know, sixteen-year-old me." Right. But it's actually a very good song, and yeah. this like the guitar like theme is reused in other songs. Uh, which is a very you know, it's the first time they've had such a motif to exit, yeah. e e e you know, echo through an album. Yeah, this I would say this is a song that originally I also was not super into, but later I, yeah. I kind of I did. It is quite cool. It's cool they got uh, Robert Smith. And I think it was was it Mark who talks about being a huge Cure fan. Sure, in, yeah. In high school. So to him, I'm sure it was really them arriving to have yeah. them on this. And I mean, yeah, definitely the biggest feat at this point. I mean, the only feat of this sort. Uh, what a handsome man. <laughs> Literally, uh, uh, like a wounded Joker, uh, wounded fat Joker at present day. But you know, certainly, I, I'm not a Cure fan, but I can't argue that he's a legend. I'm sure. Um, but and I think Tom sounds really good on the chorus. Uh, you know, he's not just screaming; he's singing well, like Mark often does. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Next up, here's your letter. This song, I would argue, is pop-punk. Yeah. Easily. Sure, yeah. Not really a lot to say about it. It's a Mark song, therefore I like it a little, you know, 10% yeah. more. I have a bias, but... Right. Yeah. Yeah, pop-punky. Very Mark. Bass sounds great. Um, yeah. Come together. Clearly an album that Mark just wanted to do that... Yeah. They were just saying, all right, well, we'll put it at the end. Yeah, yeah this song, you mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 some of them. Yeah. Next up is uh, the very long outro. Yeah. Besides this live track that I have of this version. Right. Um, I'm Lost Without You, which, if anything, seems designed to get radio play, but... Um, this title came from that the letter... Okay. That they read in the middle of this element. Right, right. Thank you. Yeah, it's certain. It's well, they, 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 the, 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 the writer of the letter says, "I'm lost without you." Yeah. During it, so clearly echoes of that. I don't. This song is uh, a quintessential deep cut, I would say, or 
album yeah. endings style track. Right. Um, just very long, very emotional. But maudlin, you might say. Maudlin, indeed. Speaking of which, I gotta tell, like, talk to you about No Time to Die later today. Oh, we saw it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I watched it just this morning. So. Okay. I'm sorry. I like to make it a theme that we introduce more banal chit chat during the show, yeah. so that people have lower expectations going <laughs> forward. Because and to set the stage for our upcoming uh, Bond podcast. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. One can hope. Yeah. Um, but you know. Right, I would say, what would you think here? Like, Tom is 60% of this album. Um, um, the, Tom, I'd say Tom and Travis have bigger parts than Mark. Yeah, um, yeah, clearly Mark, Mark is, is kind of being shuffled off. Mark is clearly recovering from the boxcar racer, you know, incident right. of, of, of two years prior. Um, fluffle, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And it's all about, yeah, they're experimenting more. Yeah, um, Tom wants to move things along stylistically and yeah. Mark kind of doesn't and it's it's pretty evident but that tension created a rather interesting yeah uh, well worth it yeah sure yeah much like the fights you and I have all the yeah, time yeah create the finest <laughs> podcast moments yeah. and you know if the shot in Freud makes it easier to share then I'm all for it happening exactly alright we got three to two minutes two to three minutes left on our timer final thoughts what do you review this out of a hundred and 182 blinks. It's, it, it it's, it's got to be their best album. Mm-hmm. Well, cause I don't know. I think I already said that about Enema, which I might still think in terms of mm. them. Mm. It's hard to say. Right. Maybe like I don't know. What did I even? I forgot what I rated it. <laughs> I would rate it. Two blinks below Anima. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know. I'll, that's what I'll say. Uh, let's say like 170-something then, yeah. based on that. Something like that. Uh, I Maybe. have to agree, you know, I'm going to... It's not my favorite album of theirs, okay. so uh-huh. bombshell, out, you know, bombshell out of the, out of the, the chamber. <laughs> but um, it's I love it. Um, uh-huh. You know, it's very fun to listen to. I could listen to it for quite a long time. I'll give it 163.8 links. So, you know, thanks a lot, everyone, for listening. Max, thank you for coming here. Yep. You're going to get back on your plane now, yep, I believe. Go right back home, yep. Yeah, and I will re- retire to my uh, <laughs> office to work slash edit forever. That's good. That's, that's what this podcast is about, and uh, yeah. we'll see you next time. Link into infinity, and, you know, sorry, Blink-22 girl for... for misappropriating you you're the queen it was some other woman who had to make out with him